Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your friendly neighbourhood Twitchy Man bringing you a special edition of Pop and the Boys. Um, we had a few audio problems during the recording of it. Um, we decided to record in a unsuspectingly busy coffee shop. Um, the content's worth it. Just stick with it. And um, I've just got one question. Carl, are you ready? Born ready, motherfucker. Welcome everybody to a very special episode of Poppin' the Boys, the first ever episode of Poppin' with. I'm Carl, the handsome gentleman opposite me, as always, is my friend Craig, and the gentleman across from me needs no introduction, but I'm going to give you one anyways, because um, I'm going to big you up a little bit. Um, he is the current FSM champion, going into a TLC match with Laguerre, we'll get on to later on. He's the number one contender for the first class wrestling heavyweight championship, going against Dean Almock, and he is your north number one contender. Going against Spike Trivia, he is the ruler of Screwface City, Mr. Screwface Ahmed. Welcome very much to the show. How are you doing, buddy? Not a lot. Not Just much. Podcasting in Newcastle. Living the dream. Absolutely. Living the dream. Thank you very much for being on. No problem. Uh, yeah, more than welcome. Anytime. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get this out of the way on the doors. This is surreal for us. This is um, weird for us. Just yeah. stop. Now, Mr. Screwface, if that is your real name. Um, just wanted to ask. We'll start at the start. What is your earliest wrestling memory? That's the best joke we've got, by the way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tell me a tough the Earliest wrestling memory. Yeah, I remember, actually, I remember when I first started. So I live in South Shields, and um, I was 12 when I started training, uh, which is um, I remember actually a Google search in 2002. <laughs> I hope this doesn't sound like a dick because I really, I still like Adam to this day, he's fucked, he's really sound. Yeah. The way he was trained, right, at the time, uh, so it was 2002, 2001-2002, the government were giving out grants to people who were unemployed. Oh, so right. he went to them, he basically went to the job centre and said, hey, I want to be a wrestler, but there's no way to train in the UK. But there was, but yeah. the, the government don't know about it. Yeah. So they gave him a, a few grand, to go back to America and he went and trained with the uh, head trainer Samu. Should have <laughs> trained him, eh? Wow. So he went over there, trained with Samu, and he was always in ridiculous shape, Adam. Um, and then he came back and uh, set up this school in, in South Shields, and talked about that, just like, felt like going there. Um, and then that's where I met the trainers from WrestleZone Wrestling, which is where I lived. Which is where I lived in primary. Yeah. yeah. So, right, i got to ask you about your trainers, right? So, yeah, so Mark Sloan. No. Big, no? Because no. he's down, right? So, this is where, right? So, the ones. So, he came up with like a, a, seminar. Like a seminar. Yeah. yeah is yeah. that also the same for Jake Roberts? Yes. <laughs> Although, I was definitely trained more by Jake than. What was um, that? Because that must have been crazy big, yeah, like. Yeah, that was insane. Um, he was. Obviously, at the time, he hadn't, hadn't went through his 
DDP yeah, the six yeah, yeah. at the time, so he was a bit rough, but um, there was. And fair play to the promoter at the time of uh, wrestlers or wrestlers, one of the promoters, uh, Gary Graham, he basically said to him, look, you need to stop drinking, otherwise I'm not going to pay you. Oh. So it was like a three-day tour, we did uh, Dumfries in Scotland, it was Carlisle, right next to where Target run out of now, actually, yeah. like them lads were on the show as well, um, and somewhere else in the way. Uh, but... I was just like helping out. I was like ring crew, yeah. and like, every obviously every chance we got, we were just like if we started speaking, you're like edge away closer. Yeah, we'll see yeah. what he was saying, just trying to be a sponge. But the the day he was uh, the couple of days he was sober, it was just surreal. Like the tiniest little details were just set off light bulbs in your mind yeah. of just just crazy. Like just talking about where you step when you do a wrist lock and why why you step. So uh, one yeah. of the things he would say was like. Uh, take the wrist and he would always now you go back and watch he yeah. would always say he'd, he'd wind the wrist and step behind them so right. he'd take over where they were standing because the way he said it was yeah. like I'm, I'm taking ownership of their backyard oh, right. so it was like yeah. Yeah, just his kind of take and, and how to punch and all that kind of stuff and uh, that was class but I definitely I mean I'd, not that Mark Sloan was useless or anything like yeah. that he was, uh, some great technical stuff but uh, there's a lot of like seminars yeah, like, well this one we saw so obviously Jake Roberts obviously popped out massive because I mean there's not many bigger names in wrestling than Jake yeah. Roberts you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean like, yeah. he, like when I was a kid I, I grew up on sort of late 80s early 90s stuff and it was still sort of peak Jake Roberts stuff so he was always one of my favourites my favourite Hasbro was also Jake Roberts Oh, had the pullback on. Yes. Yes. I've still got that to be my grandma's. Yeah. Just to string on. Yes. Put some four words on. I mean, I want that. I, um, yeah, they've also got a Ricky, Ricky Dragon Steamboat. Where you, he's got the head press on. Yeah. Uh, full of regalia. So you, so you, press, you press him down. He springs up. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. I did that. Jimmy Snooker as well. Jimmy Snooker. There was a video of me when I wrestled my dad, right? I'm sure I've put it online before, but and I haven't put this part online. I actually, do you remember the Tatanka where you would spin it round and let yeah, go? Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I wrestled me die and I just put my arms out and then spin. And then spin back and move back. Because that was a move, right? <laughs> so, who else? Like, so, what about the UK Pitbulls there, Dan? Was that a seminar style thing as well? Seminar, yeah. Yes. Although I do, I, was, um, I mean, the, Big Dave, yeah. so it was Big Dave and Bulk. Big Dave just getting back into wrestling, um, but Bulk, I, I mean, I've wrestled with him yeah. a, a good few times now, but at the time, yeah, it was just so out So, like, and, like obviously, these these four these four names popped up big, but who else, like, sort of seminar sort of stuff have you done with? Like, seminar I'm stuff. guessing louds. Uh, so, do you still. Biggest ones mm-hmm. would be, like, uh, Jerry Lynn. Nice. Um, D'Lo Brown. I was got, I made really good friends with uh, really? actually tag yeah. teamed in. Uh, the next time we did that same tour, we yeah. made Dilo against uh, the Natlas boys, so it was Shady Natlas and yeah. John Natlas. Uh, I love the bit of Oh no, sorry, I tell a lie, it was, um, it was XL Natlas, Stu and John Natlas. Um, but uh, Dilo was a proper sound. I've yeah. wrestled with him a few times, uh, he's really sound. Still Tracy Smothers as well. Wow. Tracy uh, I spent a full week sort of. Um, Stayed at a house close to my house in South Shields. Tracy Smith had stayed in South Shields? Yeah, yeah. That's, for awesome. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy, that. So, there's a gym now, it's certainly just called the gym group. It's yeah. a lifestyle before that. It was a gym called Springs. Uh, yeah. And I took up every day, and this is this part. It was like, uh, you would go in, and at the time, it was like, once you finish time, you get a free trial. So, for a week, 
he would come in and it would be like, I'd say, like, let's just try and say the name every time. <laughs> so he'd come yeah. in the first time and he'd be like, hey man, I want to do a trial, man. Uh, oh, yeah, what's your name? Steve Perino. Awesome. Three weeks down the line, yeah, Stevie Richards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, awesome. Yeah, and no, I was. Crazy is mint crap, yeah. really yeah. excellent. Sat and watched tapes of them and just was going through everything. It was honestly such really, really sound basic. Yeah, um, Tracy, Dero, uh, I see Jerry Lane, I'm trying to think of who else. Obviously, a little bit of Jay, Seminar. Yeah. I've got a memory like a same, I've yeah. probably done more, but I kind of. Is it something like, obviously, you're, you're quite like, you know, you've been in the industry a while now. Do you still. Like if someone big came up for a seminar, would you still? Is that still something you oh, like to do? Yeah. Like you get involved? I, I think there's there's not a lot of like um, you, you can't be you can't ever stop learning. Yeah, I always I always say to the lads at the uh, rampage school, yeah. if if he didn't ask me to help him out, I'd be paying ten pound every week. Yeah, like yeah. I would be going because why would you not put on a trip in the rampage ground? It's yeah, yeah, but I just never stopped. Like yeah. one week we were uh, training and Rob Van Damme walked in. Yeah. I didn't know he was going to be there. As, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to be fair, he probably didn't know where he was at. <laughs> <laughs> Living his best life, aren't we? Yeah. No, I'm really choose that. He had a, lo- a little bit to say and all yeah. that. And uh, there's a couple of people who've done like seminars, like Bram and stuff came to the school yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it's always like, it's always good just... Like there's never, there's no such thing as you've learned enough. It's just yeah. impossible. Well, there's, there's the adage: if you're standing still, you're going backwards. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I always, even yeah. it doesn't have to be someone that's been doing a lot better than me. Like, yeah. It's, it doesn't have to be someone that's been <laughs> nice. doing a lot better than me. Um, I'll sit and if I'm struggling for things for promo, I'll I'll go see Rory Coyle. Yeah. He's one of he's one of my good friends and uh, he's fantastic at them. He's just got a natural knack for them. So yeah. if I'm if I happen to be struggling with something and even if I'm not, I'll run stuff by him. Yeah. Like it's just you, you can't be you can't have an ego in this. I mean it's it's hard to a lot of people do have them, but yeah. if you have, you just prevent yourself from doing that. Just makes sense to me. No, no, absolutely. I suppose you can never have too many tools. Yeah, you know what I mean? nah, never have too many skills. Absolutely. Impossible, yeah. oh, that's awesome. But uh, so go back to trainers. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so once uh, Adam's kind of uh, a few people came there. Um, something formed called WrestleZone Wrestling. So there was Carl Turner. Um, who wrestled as General Trent Steele, um, there was Tony Spitfire, and there was the Iceman. They kind of separated off with a promoter called Gary Graham. They formed like, um, it was more of G. Carl and Gary formed this promotion, but then they made the school. So uh, Isaac, Iceman, and Spitty, Spitfire, uh, they were trainers, so it was just three of them. Yeah. Um, and that's where we kind of learned about basics and stuff. Um, so I, that was my main hope. And that's where I met like the closest, like uh, Spitty is one of my best friends in the world to this day. Um, but the, I would I would always class Spitty, Tony Spitfire, yeah. as me as my trainer. As you like he's one because not only was like one of my best mates, but he went away whilst that school was happening. Yeah. He was the only way to actually go. He was the only one to actually go and do the job for a living. He went and wrestled for All Star Wrestling. Yeah. So he was wrestling the likes of you know. Uh, Gangrel, others that you might not have heard of, like, but really, really top level wrestlers. Yeah. He was going away. He'd go away for a, a couple of weeks and he'd come back with 
in our world, two years of knowledge. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He was out there doing the job. And, he like yeah. kind of just like sped ahead of everybody and yeah. made a heartbeat. Do you know what I mean? And it was good that he was my friend because then he got me into all star wrestling work full time. Yeah. Um, and at that time, you had to nobody, somebody to get there. But it wasn't a. Um, it was really hard to get into. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, was like jumping ahead a bit, like so. You, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. This is me jumping ahead. No, this is me jumping ahead. We have a rough plan, but we'll never stick to it. Um, so, obviously, like back then, you said you need to know somebody to get in. Has British wrestling changed much yeah. since then? Like, I mean, I remember when I was like sort of late teens. If you went to a British independent wrestling show, there'd be a few guys with like proper sort of gimmicks or whatever but then you'd always have like your under fakers and your, your fake legion yeah, of dudes and all that sort of stuff but obviously we've moved away from that but what about like getting in places does, has that completely changed now as well yeah or? that's definitely changed I just think the, the the amount of people that are in the job or and want to get in the job yeah so like look at people always like they'll bury the times of uh, you know the tribute shows and stuff like that yeah. but what they don't realise is the people who are doing who were full-time wrestlers yeah. making close to a thousand pound a week it wasn't a bad time for yeah, them yeah. and nobody's making that now yeah much worse like much, yeah. much worse ways to go yeah. and a tribute act exactly like yeah. i'll dress up this bubba redo every every month you get a thousand pounds yeah absolutely let me be no, a blue yeah. meanie i'll do it Got a, so Did you just say I look like the blue meanie? No, I was gonna go. Oh, Vera. I was gonna go Vera. Oh, thanks, man. I'll take that over the meanie leg. Get a moonsault practice. Why did I say blue meanie? I will say the blue meanie. I look great in short shorts. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it it developed on from then. Obviously, yeah. like uh, I sort of think was that to come away from them because there was uh, obviously legal issues and that kind of stuff in the shows. But it was a that was a. At the time, for wrestlers, uh, it was a pump in time, like yeah, money, yeah. lots of money, which is obviously fantastic. Um, and then, obviously, of course, I just think, like, also that style of for me, that is the best place to learn in the world. Yeah, in the back in the summer when uh, all star wrestling were running all the game camps, all the Butlins camps, they were there was nobody in the world, including WWE, that were wrestling as much. And I say it us because obviously I did work there, yeah. but I don't mean I was like this. I'm not like uh, I've been doing it for 30 years or anything, but what I mean is we would get people from Japan, we'd get people from Mexico, yeah. we'd get, you'd get people from America, uh, like big names, like massive names would come over because they're working full time. Yeah. We wrestle 10, 11 shows a week, and you know, we wrestle and get paid by the show, so yeah. it's the only place to make less money, but that's how you learn. So, when I got there, I was wrestling people from the great Uta's trainees. I was wrestling people from the AAA, and that's how you get your own style. You know, especially back then, like you wrestle all these different guys—people from Mexico, people from America, people from Japan. <clears throat> you take from them what you learn, and, what, and then that do what you your enjoy. Own style, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you've got something unique. Yeah. Um, but I think the way it's got easier is just the amount of people that want to get into it. So, yeah. like. Like I say, you had to know somebody to get in. So eventually, I think it was always going to happen. There'd be this giant, like, mound of people that want to wrestle, if you like. Yeah. And if they can't get in, they're just, because there's no, there's no governing body or anything, they just create their own place. Yeah. So and that's just kept what happened. Yeah. And then uh, there's also the kind of thing that there's different 
like styles and flavors of wrestling, like flavor yeah, Everybody's got their own. You might not like doing the kind of family yeah. show, and you might want to only do adult kind of yeah. stuff and more kind of you know that kind of PWG style. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Do what you want to do. do what yeah. what so type of stuff do you enjoy? Everything. Everything. Surely you've got like it again shows you versatility if you can wrestle on a say like a family friendly show, like an MEW show. They're quite quite family friendly shows. Then, like obviously, more yeah, show or yeah, yeah, yeah. like you, you showed different sides of your character because you all one different screw face all made yeah. through another one yeah, yeah, different yeah, shows. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just yeah. different things. And one of the things that I'll always say, and this might not come across on uh, if somebody listening, but like if you're wrestling, if you're you know. If you're a crazy high flyer at PWG and you're doing all these like uh, crazy pile drivers and stuff, if you're at Butlins in front of 2,000 people and there's you know 1,500 kids or whatever it is, they're not gonna they're not gonna stand up and scream and go oh! They're gonna stand there. They're gonna sit there with their mouths open in silence because they're amazed. Yeah, it's yeah. not the reaction you want. Though. You want silence. Yeah, you yeah, you want, want that pop. Yeah, so yeah. It's just a different style. You yeah. just want to do different things. Um, I, I, I enjoy it. Wait, we. Really, yeah. Uh, one of the one of the better shows say like, we've been in that um, that one in like Bedlington Social Club. Oh yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was it was just like um, top floor, maybe hundred people tops. But that was just like this really good old comical school heel. Uh, he stole the show. This guy as well. He, like, was, he, just, he was amazing. This guy. Oh, uh, but like to, to talk about like the, the like the promotion. Uh, you might like kick the bottom turnbuckle in frustration. <laughs> it's like a bottom rope just pinged off. But he just used it as part of his stick. Uh, like he just he just picked it up and ran with it. Like but yeah, like that was obviously like more of a family friendly show, and it was more like that over the top, like cartoonish mustache twirling villain type of stuff that got that like visceral reaction yeah. from them. And like to this day, like that was what about three years ago. Carl? Yeah, probably about that. Yeah. Me and, Carl, so. me and Carl still talk about like oh, do you remember that heel at the uh, at that Bedlington show? Like, and he I, also had a great Scottish guy that was pretending to be a Jordy. I was, he, was from, <laughs> he, was he was from Jarrow. He was Re- like that main guy. <laughs> Re- wrestled in a wetsuit in the main event where they announced his name. All you hear was, Way I, man! I'm like, oh. oh it, was, it was tremendous. It was, it it was, was great show. It was, it was so good. The Silver Mysterio and El Generico masks, that was fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think yeah, one, of the, one of our lads bought one as yeah, well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He sat in the whole thing during the whole show with his mask on. 20-year-old lad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's wrestling. Um, so we were talking about the training earlier. How is um how is the way you've been trained like influence your training style like what type of coach do you think you are? Is there anything that you've essentially taken directly from like Spitty or your seminars, or is there stuff that you've kind of thought this is good but and then tweaked it to your own like training style? I'd like to I like to think I've tried I've tried to um, you know take bits from everybody and uh, I would like to think I'm a pretty good reader of people so like not everybody not everybody will learn the same. Uh, you have to try and just connect the dots in the brain yeah. um, to learn different ways. So I like to try and teach just in a way that will make sense. So if I have to tell them one thing in a thousand different manners, um, I might have to but they yeah. learn it and create. Do you know what I mean? Um, as far as style though, it's just for me. I like to I like to just get on with it. Like just try it. I'll say the the guys and girls at the school uh, get it wrong as quick as you can because you've got to get it wrong and know how to get it right you worry too much about how it works yeah. and all that kind of stuff you just put time on you on how, 
what and how long it takes to get to get two in your head so instead of get just, it wrong yeah. as quickly as possible. Yeah. And then you know where to go from there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And that's yeah. kinda just sort of get it stuck in as, as quickly as you can. Um I try not so when beginners come we'll teach some rules and stuff I'll try not to explain too much to my honest I'll just yeah. say forward, forward and let's see you roll. And then I'll start explaining stuff because yeah. you've got like a foundation to work from. Like so like a like a muscle memory and then uh, we'll teach yes, you the techniques. Yeah, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had say it's stuck in. What like just to go about your training one thing, so I've always read in like uh, people's books and stuff that um you always know if you're built for this after your first your first bump, your first flat back. Yeah. How was yours? How did you enjoy that? Don't remember. <laughs> well, obviously, on the bad, you're still good. Well, seeing that because mine would have been on a crash mat. I didn't. I started when I was twelve. Yeah. But I didn't really start learning a ring until I was about fourteen. So it was just mats. Yeah, yeah. I've been one of those like old blue blue PE mats. Uh, two PE, yeah. like two, two inch thick. You should yeah. do yeah. Do bumping drills on them. Yeah. So when you get the ring, you're like, wow, it's seven. Even a stiff ring. This is this is Irish. Well, I, I, again, I think the benefits because uh, if you if you bump properly, even on the PA mass, yeah. it, it'll just be like getting shoved really yeah. hard. Like, yeah. it's, you're supposed to spread the weight out. You're supposed to. That's what it's for. You're supposed to. You constantly you bump on a crash mat. You're not going to have the right technique. It's not going to hurt anything. Yeah. You've got to, again. You're just going to get stuck. In. Yeah. All right. Cool. Does uh like what kind of unexpected benefits and drawbacks do you have from being a trainer that you might not know about? Uh, definitely benefit is learning from learning from people that you train. So in the sense that someone if someone asks a question about something, it might make me think about it differently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can learn that way. Drawbacks. Drawbacks is I'm creating more competition for us now. You just bury them later on, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, get the, get the shovels. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, uh, I don't think there's a lot of drawbacks, so I'm honest. Yeah. I just think like, uh, it's good to see people develop. And when you're helping them and when you put them in use, uh, I like to think I've got a pretty good mind for this, for wrestling. I seem to have a better mind for everybody else than myself. Because <laughs> uh, I'm always giving people ideas. And, but again, that's how I learn. Like, um, one of the one of my biggest influences working full time was a wrestler called Robbie Dynamite. And he was, he's just absolutely out of this world phenomenal. Like, scary. Absolutely scary. Um, just when you think, like, you know something, he'll just flip around. But one of the things that Robbie used to do was he was comfortable one day. Uh, for sure, but like, oh, I was thinking about this for you. Like, you should try this because that would help you. Yeah. And I always took away from that. Like, I try to do that for other people. Like, this this bloke's got so many ideas that he can't even do it himself. So yeah, but like, it's he didn't even think of it for himself. He he, he thought of it as a good idea for me. And yeah. I was giving this now. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. Like, so. How about you the show? Yeah, yeah oh, it helps yeah. the show. Yeah. Uh, so like. Again, I'm not going to rattle off the ideas, but the, the things I've given a few people on the North East scene, like I've given them half, some half really good ideas. Half a North roster as well at the minute. Yeah, <laughs> especially them. I've given them a lot of things that have definitely helped them get where they are. I'm not going to see what they are, so I'm not going to take away from them because it's, it's their you don't talent that drives yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, their, it's their ability to pull things off that really does help them. Um, I just think when you help people like that, it's if I make everybody else 
fantastic, or at least if I can contribute to making them as the best wrestlers possible. That means I have to get better. And that's yeah. good for me too. Oh, yeah, it's a great way to look at it, no fairness. Yeah, it takes, uh, yeah, it takes two people to have a match. Yeah, yeah. So. and I've got, I don't ever want to be complacent. Yeah. So if I'm making them as, as best as possible, I have to get better to keep up, that makes sense. No, no, that's a, it's a, yeah. for me. It's a yeah. good way to look at it. I think like, you, you have sort of terrorist stories about like, like you know, me joking about burying people, like you have terror stories about the older guys sort of wanting to do things for themselves. I'm not saying you're an older yeah. guy. Uh, wow. <laughs> do not want to get kicked <laughs> in the head. Um, but you know, it's nice and sort of refreshing to hear that you would like to spend your time giving ideas that you're thinking of for other people. Like, are you yeah. one of them guys that like watches everything on the show? Are you even like I mean, I for watch, the best? But I'm not, I don't watch everything. Yeah. I watch as much as I can for sure. Yeah. Um, bits of. You know, I, I will. I do try to contribute with some ideas and stuff to angles, and especially yeah. somewhere like you know. Um, and I have contributed in the past, so I'll definitely watch the stuff. Um, stuff before me and after me, I'll try and watch. Yeah. So if anyone asks me to watch, I'll yeah. watch. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. I just don't see why you wouldn't want to help some people get better. Yeah, like you say, like everybody else getting better around you, then you get better, and everybody benefits in the long run. Like. Right now, is it like is this as popular as sort of training schools and stuff have been for a for a while? Do you think? Or? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, um, and I think it helps that the sort of mentality around it has changed because it used to be very like you know you come in and you do press ups for an hour. Do you know what I mean? Oh and that's not how I was brought in because that's not what we did. I'm already. I'm for ten seconds. <laughs> but like, I mean, you know, I'm exaggerating. But like, you know, like an hour fitness. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. We've only got at the moment. We've got. Well, we'll see it two hours. We end up going longer yeah. because we end up doing stuff. Um, but it sort of becomes a point where it's it's up to you to be fit. Do you know what I mean? And it's up to. It's up to you to do that. Yeah. And anyway, when you come to training once a week, it's not going to help much anyway. We can show you what to do outside of here. That's yeah. what we try to do. Um, just the mentality around it has become a lot more relaxed. Like, if people... It used to be like, if you're not serious about this, you shouldn't be at the school. Yeah. And I think there's a certain mentality to that. And we'll see, like... But as well, if you want to come and do it for a hobby, that's fine as well. But, like, don't expect to be... Don't put a huff when... People who are dead are serious about it are getting opportunities in your Yeah, yeah. So, like, when they're getting booked in, you're like, well, I, I go to the same classes, but you're not doing anything out of the second. Yeah, so, and it, as well, fun. like, people come once a week. Uh, there's certain things that me and grandkids will be watching at the school that they, they probably don't know that we're watching. Yeah. Like, we can see from three months down the line. We're talking about things three months previous and how much they came on, yeah. if their fitness has improved, if they you know, if they're dieting right, if they're doing everything, if they're, if they're visibly doing things outside of the school, I think it's easy for the trainees to forget, yeah. but we, we pay heavy attention to that kind of stuff. So it's, it's kind of like a, you come here, we'll teach you how to wrestle, it's your job to look after your cardio and your yeah, diet, and that. Yeah. Like, you, you come to a wrestling school and wrestle, yeah. if you want to get fit, back to the gym. And, and we, do, we are a little bit stricter than, than that, we're not as laid back, because yeah. at the end of the day, and that's why I always say it, it's... <laughs> I don't mean this in like a, a selfish way, but it's definitely Rampage's school. Yeah. Like he is the he is the he's the, but he knows more than pretty much ninety nine percent of people. He's <laughs> it's just the cliche of he's forgotten more than you'll ever learn. Yeah. yeah. But there's a certain for me, I always say to him like I would be harsher 
just on the sense that because they're going away and when they come away and they're saying that they're trained by us that's our reputation yeah, on the line yeah, now yeah so there's got to be that certain aspect there's got to be that upkeep that they like, have to be working on yeah. putting their name to it type of thing yeah, yeah so it's a fine balance because it is it's not like an army regiment thing and if you want to come do it for fun that's fine no. Well, you said it was ten, ten pound an hour. Just like a ten pounds for the session. Ten pounds a session. That's crazy. Like, like obviously you get trained of you and and rampage. You like you yeah, know, I think Drake. Drake is. Oh, he comes down. Yeah, yeah, pop, yeah. Pop, pop, yeah pop, but like, so it's like it's nothing. What I say, like I don't, I never big myself up. But what I say, if you live within an hour at least, yeah. Why? And this is nothing. Any other train schools in the northeast, I've got nothing bad to say about anybody. Yeah. You can go to them as well if you want. Do what you want. Yeah. But how can you not want to be trained by Rampage Brown? Yeah. yeah. That just blows me little mind. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like it, if, if you want to, yeah, you want to be the best you can be, and it's only costing you a tenner to get trained off the likes of yourself. And I mean, this is a great advert for the show. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, like get trained off yourself, and Rampage Brown, let's face this, is you know one of the best, if not the best, heavyweight in Europe right now. You know what I mean? If not, oh, if not all over the world, like. The man's crazy talented and he seems like he's been around forever and he hasn't lost a step, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and he just gets better. Yeah, he does, he does. Although he'll call himself old. <laughs> does he? He just gets better. Yeah. I would never say that. Yeah, he's a, he's a grizzled vet. He's a grizzled vet. Which, uh, on, that subject, on that subject, there's the segue. Oh, he's so um, good at segways. <laughs> you, and, uh, you and Zach Gibson went to Denmark yeah. um, last year, I believe. Um, uh, do a bit of coaching, what was that like? Yeah, so... That was my third year there. So proud of him. Uh, for everybody listening, he's just done a double bicep pose for his, uh, <laughs> for his <laughs> second. So I'll let him get away with that. <laughs> 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 um, so that was me. That was mine and Zach's second year last year. Um, the year before that, it was myself and Nathan Cruz went over to the camp. So basically, it was a training camp, uh, a week long thing. Obviously, there's not a lot of wrestling in Scandinavia. Um, what is it like over there now? Because obviously, you've done a fair bit in Scandinavia work-wise. Like. Yeah, so I will say this about Denmark. Like, oh, yeah. I was fuming the first time I went. <laughs> I'll tell you why. First time I went, I was like, yes, Scandinavia, this is sick. Like, yeah. This is a bit mad. Right? Yeah. Uh, so go and get there, flies, drive down the motorway, and it's just like England. And I'm like, well, this is a bit shit, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I was at least expecting. The only thing different was obviously the, the road signs were in, Danish. in yeah, in Danish. Yeah. And I was like, this is a bit naff, isn't it? It was just more away, right? It was like yeah. a three-hour drive from the airport. Gets to the town, I could see it coming up. I was like, oh well, this would be good, like yeah. a bit of architecture. Let's see what Denmark's got, and the town's called Randa, is where we were. It's like, right, let's see what this got. First thing, should you drive in? A massive little <laughs> <laughs> take the piss. We should what's got somewhere to shop though, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there was a nettle. I was like, what's this? Wow. You, you, you just drove into a stereotype. I, yeah. And I was like, no wolves or something. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no wolves. There was stuff. nothing. There was nothing. At least yeah. a couple of moose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, it is a nice country. Yeah. And, uh, so the promotion, Dan, Dance Pro Wrestling, is run by a guy called Kim Tinney. Uh, who wrestles Chaos. Absolutely top notch guy. Really, really nice guy. And he's like the. <laughs> He's like a stable of Danish and pretty much Scandinavian wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, really good guy, good wrestler. Uh, so he runs a promotion called Dance Pro Wrestling. He's got a nice little uh, full-time gym there that where the ring goes up and down and it doubles. It's like a, I think it's like a kickboxing mixed martial arts gym as well. The train okay. over there. Um, so we went over there, me and Nathan, the first year, then the next, the two years after that, 
me and Zach went over. Um, and yeah, it was just good. It was good to meet everyone's really nice, um, very uh, absorbent of the knowledge and stuff that we get to teach them. How did like how does how does that come about? How does like like who just rings you up and goes like you come to Denmark? Like uh, how did that? It was it was us reaching out. Um, yeah. It was sort of it was way back when it was like I think me, Nathan and Zach were sat at a show and we were like we'd love to go to these other places and we're talking about it and then we just kind of agreed to be like um, to help each other out Yeah. so uh, the first year I think Zach couldn't it was something where Zach was like oh, I can't go or something like that so it was like uh, we reached out to them for, uh, just to be like, oh, if you want to book, we're like, we'd love to wrestle in Denmark and all that, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Kim came back with say, um, we actually do this week long training, can't really consider being trainers. So we're like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so you've got a great little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so we went out, it was good, oh, it was really good. Uh, and the fans as well, like, so like appreciative of the yeah. wrestling. Uh, it was a really good experience. Hey. that you meet are fantastic as well like. what type of like a fan base are they I know that's a very weird question but obviously yeah, um, I don't know you know obviously heavily influenced by anything American just yeah. because there's not much there yeah they're very much it's almost as if um, I don't know how to describe it I do remember one of the first times I went there it was like it was one of them like the place where we wrestled in was like the training gym but all the lights were out it was like like a police interrogation room where like the lights just on the table it was like that but in that kind of atmosphere the fans tend to make a lot of noise yeah. because if all the lights are on and everything's bright they all know that if they, if they shout all everybody else is going to turn to them yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean when yeah. it's pitch black they kind of know that there's a darkness and the atmosphere I remember doing a leg drop and a the place just came up and I was yeah. like, oh, we've got them here. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. They've had a lot of Hulk Hogan in the area, so they know the leg drops are finished. You should have just went for the free. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it was great. The fans are, are really, really good. Obviously, yeah. there's not a lot. There is, they do do some shows over there, but, uh, but I think when they see newer talent that they know are from different countries, yeah. they're quite appreciative. Yeah, so, yeah I, do, I really enjoy well, that. I think that's quite something. I see, like, obviously, we had now on the on the last North show, and like that. A lot of were more like quite curious, but we walked away from that match. So, you know, that was that was fucking great. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the, the Riverside Repair Bill probably didn't think that, but you know, we we thought it was a great match. <laughs> we enjoyed it. it was I was yeah. watching when he hit his feet on the thing. I oh, we were, we were right there. Yeah, we were like literally we, we, didn't, like, we didn't know what had hit something, yeah. but it was like it was we, that we, sickening sort of just that. It was it. That was yeah. From where we were standing, when he was feet had hit the balcony yeah. or whatever that is. But because like there was only a little bit of space, we just see like heads. So we hit, see his feet hit, and then him just go down. We didn't know that he landed safe. Oh. We were just like, oh well, he's he might be dead. Oh wait, he could be dead. Shreddy's yeah. one of the countdown jobs. Good, let's move on. Oh wow, he's a nice guy as well. That moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna tell that story because um, yeah, so so um so on um through the Thomas's Twitter. Just like he was kind of like he was wheeling Mal around, like yeah. driving around with that. And like by the end of it, they just became like quite good mates. Yeah, yeah. So just and again, that's just like British wrestling as a whole. Like cool, never met you before. Week, one weekend, we're best mates now. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you in a year's time when we'll pick up exactly where we're at. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that is awesome. 
So Dundermark and you're off to Sweden? Yes. So Steinbolt? 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 Yeah, yeah. Steinbolt? Steinbolt, yeah. Steinbolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so how we met Steinbolt is he came over, did a summer. He's done a couple of summers now for All Star Wrestling, but also um, I'm wrestling Steinbolt for promotion. He's run by another wrestler who we met. So when we did the Denmark camp, it just so happened that at the end of that week on the Friday, the next day on the Saturday, the promoter was doing a show in Germany for Maximum Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Um, so we ended up doing some work there. That was me and I don't think me and Nathan, but me and Zach went there. Um, so on the Saturday we drove down, that's where we met the guys who were the um, Spencer Pro Wrestling. Um, Harley Rage, he's a good wrestler as well, fantastic. Um, he's also came over to the future summers for Brian. Uh, at least one summer. Um, yeah, that's just again, just making connections. Yeah, like just, yeah. That's how good wrestling is. I remember walking, it was like the second time we'd done that, uh, the drive from the Denmark to Germany. Um, and we walked in, and Doug Williams was sat there. Oh, he sat in the corner, and I remember looking up, and it was like, oh, someone I know. He's going to see me in Saturday. It's like, bloody hell, then I, you're going to be here. We didn't know he was going to be there either, but it's just a blessing, isn't it? It's yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So, I mean, Doug Williams is like, Gouch, especially on the British independent oh, scene, yeah, like Doug Williams is Doug Williams. Like, yeah, I've known him for a lot of years. Yeah. Some of the and stuff. So. That's cool. Yeah, he's That's cool. Um, so, we're facing Steinbolt in Spence Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of big matches. You've um, got a title match with. Um, uh, sorry. Is it Fighting Spirit? Yes. The Gero? Yeah. yeah, TLC match against the Gero the day before. Day before I beat Spike for the North title. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's a busy weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Just fancy a nice little TLC before you made a bit north. Yeah. Just, uh, why not? Why not? Uh, so I, um, but I fight spirit as well. I think it doesn't. Um, I don't think that gets enough press for how good it is. Um, because, and I don't know why, if I'm honest, I just think, obviously, it's run by Zach Gibson and James Dwayne, well, two really close friends in the way. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, me and Zach were the first people. Yeah, yeah, it was um, on Yeah, that was, um, obviously, were well, you filming when you're gonna go so no? <laughs> no, they, well, the name was Zach's idea. Yeah, yeah. So we were looking. We knew we were gonna team up, and and he said like, "What do you think of this name?" And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds." And then when he came up to the team in progress, he was like, uh, "Do you mind if we and James?" And I was like, "Of course." I mean, <laughs> but obviously, just a little bit of ridiculous. Yeah, he's, he's done fairly well for himself. Yeah, just a little bit. When those two as good as they are, it's impossible for them not to do. Yeah, no, I was uh, do, doing a little cheeky stalk on your Instagram and Twitter and that, just trying to get that background on the mic. No, that was Check. before the interview. That's just, <laughs> that's just <laughs> what Craig does, huh? I, I was just messing Carl. Like, oh, do you know this? Nah, he's a I think it was just the one time. Oh, no, it was twice we did it. I think, I think, the, I think the photo was taken in like, Riverside. So I think it might have been North. No, no, it's a very similar venue. Oh, looks just get, yeah, I can see like, yeah, it looks, yeah. actually, yeah, it does, it's a great venue, that. Is that where FSM, is it a similar sort of, because we, like, FSM was, he told me Fighting Spirit, and I thought Fighting Spirit magazine. Uh, yeah, I think a few people get caught. Yeah. I still go back to that. Yeah. They don't get enough good press. Um, the, the shows are really, really good. Yeah. There's a lot of their trainees. Um, the way that they teach, especially Zach, um, 
is he's got such a mathematical mind right. for wrestling that like so he'll t- he'll explain something that in my head I already know but he's got like almost like a mathematical formula for yeah. it. He knows see, how to achieve that result yeah, through the following like, steps. It literally seems like mathematics. Yeah. Like, he's really, his, his mind is crazy. Obviously, James is fantastic. And I learned a lot best with me and James a lot together. Like, yeah. we, would, we would do a couple of summers and uh, a few weeks at a time for uh, all-star wrestling with me. And we would be wrestling each other every night for like 12 days. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. It's impossible not to learn from each other and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, their, their shows are really good. They're, obviously, the way that they train and stuff, the trainees are fantastic. I mean, if you look at the likes of uh, I think two of the, the biggest standouts are uh, Ethan Allen and uh, Luke, I forget Luke's second name, uh, the tag team called the Young Guns. So All right. They really, I think I have seen a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they do a lot for Future Shop. Yeah. I don't really know a lot about Luke. I know that Ethan's really good. Um, and he's, you know, I think he's like 18 or 19, so it's just scary how, but the, the whole school is like that, like, and it, wait, wait until five years time, and then it'll be like, and all the we'll look back at this podcast, and then, yeah. well, I remember when you mentioned Ethan, because I know how good he's going to be. Yeah. Like, it's nice, nice to think about we'll still be gone in five years time, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that back on it. That was we get in touch with us in five years time, but like, yeah. Yeah, nah, <laughs> uh, the whole school like and the, and the show is just obviously it's lined up with this uh, their trainings and obviously there's people like um, you know Gero, myself Ridgeway's on the next show um, and then a lot of people the shows are stacked yeah. and when you go a lot of people go and watch the shows and be like wow I was not expecting yeah. it to be that good yes. like the entire show is really really good from match to match it's not a bad match on well I mean um, yeah, you and Legero in a in a main event, so it's a massive match anyway. Like, I mean, so obviously, you, you've been around a while, and then, like, obviously, Legero is like, again, like Rampage, he's like, he's been around forever as well. Um, he must have wrestled a fair few times, have you? So, oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. We did the um, women event at the last show as well, yeah. Legero, yeah. So, mm-hmm. this time, we'll be in a TLC match. So, as you do. Uh, <laughs> I can twist the chair around this skull this time, so oh, that's well. alright, man. Someone's skull's getting hurt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Just uh, make sure make sure you retain it in the safest way possible because we need your full health to uh, battle some Tories. Oh yeah! yeah Just one Tory. Just one, one Tory. Yeah. Right now it's gonna be three because United's you know, gonna great help. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so speaking of North, um, did a little bit of research. Only lost one match as Calder here. Um, to Fraser Thomas. Fraser. Yeah. yeah. And I had a beat as well. And yeah. That's what I said in the promo in the, in the, the promo that I put TK out. One. Yeah, the so, one the gym. yeah, yeah. So like a couple of I had some feedback people like saying like you shouldn't mention your losses. Yeah. But to me, I deliberately mentioned the losses because if you look at who I've been at the three matches I've ever lost in North. Uh, the first one was the multi man match with Rory the, won the title. The big one for the title first and time. I, I, I was just, if I could have crawled over that rampage and pinned him, yeah. I would have won the title. Rory's shenanigans. Nice. Oh. And he won the Oh, I feel, I feel like we've made it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're done. Have you seen a film called Super Troopers? Yes, you love Super Troopers with the big bugs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that might be where I stole it from. So, yeah, so it was that match. Um, and then 
the uh, the last man standing match against Rampage. I wanted to talk uh, about that match. Yeah, 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 yeah I, was, I, was, I had him strangled unconscious yeah. while he tried to break his neck. So yeah, I that was a. I could have had, had him beat, and then Frazier was just beating the shit out of him for 20 minutes. Uh, so I got, again, I was just. Well, I was getting crazy. Yeah, picked them up. I was gonna about to pin him, but I thought I'll hit him one more time. And obviously, Frazier's a great wrestler, and he. Uh, because yeah. I was being an idiot, but like, again, like I was, I've never been beat, beat. Yeah, like, yeah. I look at, yeah, like I look at obviously Rampage was a little bit different. That was a lot of we beat the shit out of each other. And yeah, that it was a that was a match to watch. Like, but um, like if that that fight with Frazier had a win on points, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like the ref should have been calling it. Like, yeah, like it, it's it's funny because like you say people say don't talk about the losses, but like. Before, when you were talking about your your training style, is get it wrong. Like so, you've learned from getting it wrong. Then three times in North, and it's good to see that through your whole sort of yeah, your whole yeah. sort of mythos. Like, and I think like that's why, and that's it. And if you notice as well, like I've never, I don't change. Like there's not. I've always, if you look at the likes of Sid Scala, yeah, Will Cruz. As much as I beat them, yeah. kick their heads in, hear them. When I was hated, yeah. I shook both of the hands. Yeah, it was I mean, a good Sid fight. was unconscious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Cruz, I made sure I stood him up and raised his hand because the hell of a wrestler. Uh, that, I was going to say that was the match where he disappeared. And that was still a hell of a match. He didn't. Oh Jesus Christ! Crazy bastard. But yeah, yeah. So like, it's not like that. I hate everybody. I've got respect for them because they put up a hell of a fight. I shook their hand. Game recognized game. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. And that's why I think it's a bit outcome with this far in and I'm just getting my title shot now. Like yes. And I think that's where me and Drake have kind of discussed it with each other and especially when we won yeah, true. Last week, last show. And the progress show. We won that and oh, the, course, yeah, the six man show. tag. Yeah, yeah. I think me and Drake it was after then we kinda of said like oh, it's our turn yeah. now, like how can we not get this? Uh, but yeah, times now. But like Bauer said, you and Drake have kind of went different paths. You're you're kicking the heads in Drake's using ring equipment. Like it's, yeah, I think he's, he's a lot more frustrated than he. Yeah, but well, that's gonna happen. Like look at look at how we've been at North, and yeah. this is like look, I'm getting my first title shot. Well, apart from the, the scramble, this is your first one-on-one title match. Like this yeah. is this is crazy. Like and you you've made evented like that rampage brown match. Like I say, I was there for that one and. Like I was, I was telling you know they they just did that spot in AEW where they pulled back the ring. Like the first time I ever seen that, I think I'm pretty sure you guys, you guys did that. Yeah. Like, didn't Rampage try and drop you on the head or, on that? Well, that's all I lost. Yeah, that's yeah. Strangled them unconscious. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my biggest favorite. Yeah. <laughs> As you did. Thing, yeah. yeah. So. But that like that match was like that was great. Like I left after that match and I was shattered. <laughs> I can't imagine how you felt, but um, probably not great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 definitely been like a. A steady, more than a steady build, and a, a, a definite worthy contender, in, in our opinion. Like, obviously. I think, yeah, they made a good point on their podcast yeah. as well. The, the North uh, podcast uh, is that I'll be, I think, I'm the first Northeast person yeah, yeah, to challenge yeah, yeah. for, for a Northeast title. Like, so I'll be the first, well, I'm also going to be the first, first Northeast champion, champion as well. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward so to I'm that. not just bringing it back to the North, I'm bringing it to the Northeast, and that's yeah. another. 
motivating factor in the match as well. So are you like so now like you're sick of being the, the gateway to the mid part, like the gateway to the, the main event, sorry. Yeah, so that, now you're the main event, that's that's, that's where you want to be. That's why I mean, that's why I challenged DK at the top three fold, yeah. because in my mind I know everyone's thinking like, oh you know, the through it was kind of between TK and Spike and the through Scrooge in the mix because like, oh, if TK beats Screwface, then like you know he's very yeah. deserving because he's kind of like this. He's kind of like if he beats him, then he deserves a title shot. Yeah. He had to beat me, so that makes me good enough to. Yeah, you know, and I was yeah, like, yeah. if he flukes this, so yeah. I was like, you know, you're not gonna fluke it, and not only that, but I'm gonna beat you twice. Yeah, and that I was did. a hell of a match. And as if well, that was a single match, I would have beat him in sixty seconds. That was, no, that, that was a one four match. Yeah, that, I would have beat him in. Yeah, that screwdriver early doors and. Yeah. Game over. Uh, yeah. No, that was a yeah, that was a great, great match out there. So I was saying, twenty nineteen, you got Scoopius Ahmed finally challenging for the Northeast title. Uh, just want to talk about like the development of Scoopius Ahmed, how that came about. Yeah. Uh, I know at the start of the character was a bit more like post-apocalyptic with the goggles, the green mist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's steampunk style. Big fan of that, by the way. That's steampunk. I'll tell you how it came about before I let you finish. Uh, so, uh, again, going off me prior research. Uh, stop. 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 <laughs> uh, you've obviously retweeted a lot of like Fallout stuff. Yeah. Um, has that influenced it, like that post-apocalyptic stuff? Yeah, so that's where it came from. I was kind of like... Uh, I was just, at the time I was wrestling as AJ Anderson, so that was the name given to us on the trip, and we were wrestling. Um, I, I, this one time I, I hit a spine buster like on Anderson because he was my favourite wrestler at the time, nice. still one of my favourites. Um, and my initials are AJ, um, so I just came out like that. Um, and then when I was sort of, when I was wrestling for All Star Wrestling, kind of did the, you know, I was a lot younger at the time and you know no beard and all that kind of thing and it became time where like I had to be a villain but yeah. I didn't look like one so I kind of grew the beard and with those shows you need to make an impact as soon as you walk the curtain and I just wasn't you need so to know that this something. is the bad guy yeah, yeah yeah so at the time it started with like a little bit similar to what I wear now with the vest but it was a lot less I just I bought a leather vest I put a couple studs on it um, and the name Scoopy comes from an old film uh, it's actually an old Steven Seagal film called uh, Mark for Death. And Screwface is a Rasta. Nice. <laughs> uh, but I remember seeing that film when I was a kid and thinking that's a wrestler name, that. Yeah. Screwface, yeah. that is a wrestler's yeah. name. Uh, and I was thinking about doing Screwface for about at least a year and a half before I actually did it. And then I was like, Nietzsche, I can't be AJ Anderson as a villain on these family shows. It doesn't sound like anything yeah. you want to do. Yeah, Screwface. Uh, immediate impact. Yeah, I was like, what about Screwface? Like, Let's just try Screwface. And I was sat in the car, we're driving to, I want to say Basildon, but I feel like it was really good for Basildon. It was like it was like a three-hour drive, and uh, they all start wrestling. Everyone everyone drives together in this big eight seat. Right. I was sat in the middle next to Gangrel. It was a good friend of mine that I've been lucky enough to have seen wrestling him a lot. From him, but they can kind of just talk us through it. Yeah. He, he was always the only person that knew where it came from. Scrooge, he's seen the book. Yeah. Um, he kind of talked us and helped us develop it a bit more, but uh, it definitely came from. Uh, Fallout, huge fan of Fallout. Yeah. Uh, basically, I just based it on a radar from Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see so I bought the shoulder pads, spray painted them black. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did a couple of fancy bits with some. So I, I put like a parcel tape on, like yeah. a parcel tape. Though. There's actually a red pair that I've only wear once. Uh, but what I did was I parcel taped them, 
and then like standing like the shape of flames out. Right. Sprayed it all red, yeah. and then when I took it off, like the flames are black. It looks pretty sick, but the shoulder pads are too big, they're massive. So I never, I never used to do it. Uh, but yeah, just drilled some balls in and stuff, yeah. and uh, the bolts and that. And when it was when people first seen them, like, right, that's good. Like, yeah. it's something. So like, come out, that's, that's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, that that is. Something. The kids now, I'm booing him. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah, it's that's kind of where it came from. Then it just kind of developed a bit more, and then the spikes sort of. When I first did the spikes, it was too easy to make a certain impression of the character. So, like a lot of people, when I first came up with the spikes, everyone was like, "Whoa, this is just like silent, kind of like almost a slight." I don't want to say Undertaker, but this kind of like silence of slow movement to it. But then, like people started to want that. Yeah, it was like. It's not the intention, but I kind of go with it. Yeah. The early matches are north. You can kind of see that. So, and that's like, well, I'm, I'm still reasonably new to the cult. Right. Uh, my first match that I saw was actually yours and Primates. Um, match we arrived late at that show because I was ridiculously hungover. I think the doors opened a little bit earlier. Yeah, I would yeah. miss um, Drake's and the women's match. Right. Uh, I mean, I remember when you were still coming from part unknown. Yeah, yeah, but you've obviously yeah. moved now to Screwface City, yes, so that's that, that's yeah. great news. <laughs> Tough place to grow apart. I bought the land inside the parts of the. All right, okay. <laughs> well, I see you're a lord as well. Yeah, yeah. Screwface City. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. I, uh, you so you, again, you were on about like that slow methodical entrance. Yeah. Um, uh, do you think that came from having fatal as your entrance? True, from, by the so way. From that, that was a. That I only that. So the last North show, whatever, which one I was on, that must have only been like the third show I've used that song. Yeah. But I, I found this uh, music online, uh, and I started using that. It was like kind of suited the slow methodical. Yeah. But that's um, not really me. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't say like the best versions of people listen to themselves. It's only what I do. That's not me. So like, I'm starting to just say that now. Do you know what I mean? I'm starting to really like just let myself. Uh, in the past, I've sort of let myself get bogged down with trying to have like this best character and what people yeah. want to see, um, and I've just tried to be like, oh, maybe this would be cool, maybe this would be cool. Yeah. And now I'll try a bit of this, and now I'm just like, I'm be the best for me. yourself. And that's kind of starting to work a lot better. I mean, I, I recommend definitely keeping fail because I think it's an absolute bang. I like. Yeah. Uh, also, Blade Three is the best thing about that movie. Yeah. Since it's we're talking about movies, the Lion Reynolds is in it. Um, um, but yeah, because I think. I do think that suits you well, like, in my opinion, like, when that hits, it's got that good steady build, and then the screw you came out, screw face, with, with like, when I, I explained screw face to Craig, uh, as, I don't know if you know this, I'm sure you probably do, but it's also like a, it's like a slang term for someone with a mean mug, like someone who's giving you, yeah, like, yeah. stick, so it kind of works on double levels, and I think with that music, it just nails it, that ending, so I think it's just shit as fuck. Yeah. I get hyped, but I'm a fan. It's a, and again, it's more me, like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm massively a, uh, Hip-hop yeah. and rap music, that's, like, that's my kind of music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, it's just that using myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, what we're hopefully going to use um, to introduce us, obviously we, we've absolutely plagiarised Thunderstruck for the original show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to uh, hopefully use um, some from Run The Jewels. Run The Jewels. Um, oh, yeah, like Run The Jewels. Craig's more rock and I'm more hip-hop, so I'm more, you're like so. Fatal was a banger for me when yeah. I started playing on Mike, so I was really happy about that. Actually, to be fair, the first match I would have seen would have been, like I said, Primate Screwface. Yeah. So obviously you've got Parkway Drive and yeah. then you've got Fatal as well, so it's yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect blend. 
Parkway Drive is a private song. Yeah. Uh, well, that was like a foundation song. Yeah. That's what you oh, I always topic. say, well, I always say, why you ever even considered using any other song and yeah. shit that will blow my mind to the best of my life. Oh, it's been right. like every time it comes on, I go against Parkway Drive. That's not. I think every single Pop and the Boys show, I'll just be like, oh, I love that song. The Parkway Drive. I'm not into that kind of. Screaming like kind of yeah, no, but it, it fits. It's yeah, perfect. It's, it's, it's yeah, yeah, it fits his character as well. You were talking about how you became more, uh, more yourself the last few months. Do you think that spot in the progress match and oh you, yeah, the you, gum shield spot. You, you should know which one I'm on. Yeah, that yeah. spot was kind of like a, a glass ceiling moment where it was like, you know what, yeah. this is something I want to lean into. Uh, so obviously you're an MMA fan as well, yeah. like the Gentry and Connor. Put it over huge with the three on one. You're gonna need some more boys thing. Like, how did you feel about that? Yeah, so I call that my Bruce Lee spot. Yeah, again, it's just about using more of me. Yeah. Like, again, I'm a massive MMA fan. I train MMA as much as I can. Uh, it's like, and you know, I've boxed. Uh, my dad and my uncle were both pro boxers and amateur boxers. My dad was a um, was a British amateur boxing champion. Um, it was a, he had quite the. I don't mean this to say this is not a negative thing, but he had quite a, a reputation for being an undefeated street fighter as well. Um, and, and I don't mean that in quite the sense of you know he's not fighting for money or anything. Yeah. But he was a doorman and he was well known sort of thing. So again, I try to base a lot of my character on my dad's heavily influenced yeah. as well. Um, your dad so, is legitimately harder than my dad. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's massive influence. Um, so there's that. Um, but again, I was just using myself, and I remember getting to the show and saying like, "Do what you want." We're doing, doing this. this. No, I was, that's it. That's all. Obviously, six man tag pre-show. Yeah. We've got X amount of time. This is all I want to do. There was a good crowd there as well, and they like yeah. so we were there, and we were actually like the North guys just sort sort of. Come together was was random, but intentionally, but intentionally, well. everybody from North was yeah, just sort of, front, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, obviously, we were going wild for years, but like, there was a lot of guys that who were there from who probably don't go to a lot of North shows who were probably there just based on progress. That were also like when you, did, especially when you did that, they were like, "Fuck, that's the coolest thing I've seen." You know what I mean? It was it was fucking awesome. Well, I, that's the main memory from from that match. That was uh, a, like, I, yeah, it was a great one of the show as well. It was yeah. nice to be part of that crowd, kind of nuts for it. It was nice being okay. Uh, she had HD Drake. I mean, I'd do it all the time, yeah. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, my, <laughs> my favourite Screwface movie is that clothesline. Oh, yeah. Admit, that's, that clothesline, like, <laughs> that's that crazy. Like, the one you give to Boris. Uh, the, yeah. one you give, the one you give to everybody, like, the one you give to take in, the last one, like, I mean, I, I swear to God, this windows broke when you hit that because it hit so hard, like the full-on Gale Sonic Boom style hit off that. I tell you what, TK ate every inch of that on the last show. Yeah, he did. Well. Uh, <laughs> um, and that was, I came up with that completely by accident. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were just talking some of um, some beginner guys at the school, just about the correct way when when you're in a headlock, the way the not only you know send shoot someone off the wall but the way they hit the walls while you're doing it yeah. we're more focusing on the guy in the, like in the headlock getting rid of the other guy though um, and it just so happened like we're doing it in slow motion and like as i was like doing it in slow motion just 
being a tit, I just like do like this Bret Hart thing on the ropes. Yeah. And then like turning and I was like, ooh. <laughs> and then I remember I stopped there's a certain point in the um, on a training session where I'll take the beginners, my class is beginners, so I'll have them in the ring and then we'll switch with uh, Rampage's yeah. group and we'll go on the mats. Uh, and just in that switch period, I went, I stopped and went, uh, I grabbed Drake. And put him in the, uh, I think it was. I want to say it was. Maybe. Maybe Benji and I. Oh, uh, man. Man, 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 man. He's only little. I said the round face. Shut up, man. He's just started like. <laughs> I said to Ollie, I went, Is this, What do you think of this? Yeah. And I did it, and everyone went. <laughs> Not that we did the same thing. And I was like, I was like, I think I'll try that, yeah. People hit the deck where we were stood when you hit that against there. Honestly, <laughs> Yeah, I did, I did, like, I did. I literally dropped, like, I was stood up watching it, heard it, and just the, literally dropped like, yeah. like a pump. I was just like, <gasps> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's meant like, it, yeah, it's cool, it's awesome. Just wanted yeah. to pop it. Oh, like, I'm, I'm gonna love it when Spike gets hit with that, like. Oh. I think it's a, it's a, it's a nice thing to hear because it's a, it's a testament to the, I would say it's testament to the hard work. What I mean by that is, it's very much looking after your opponent at the same time. Yeah. Like I'm not actually leathering people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is a, we're supposed to look after each other in this job. And I remember, for example, I'm not going to say his name, but this guy that wrestled in New Japan, I wrestled a few weeks ago, and he said it was after the match. I was watching your stuff and I thought you were going to kick me head in. <laughs> and I was like, bloody hell, mate. Like, he was, I he mean, was that's ex- a great compliment. Yeah, yeah. Day, but he like, was expecting uh, strong style. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, it's what, if you can't look like you're absolutely murdering someone without actually murdering them, I think yeah. that's the art of this, this job. This, yeah. And that's why we love it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it, it definitely looks like you murder people without clothes. Like, like, I mean, yeah. I, obviously, I hit them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. again, using myself, trying to come out with just more who I am yeah. in real life. Like, you know what, I have done boxing for a lot of years, done MMA for a while. It's it's the sense of, you know, this is not, I can do it, I could do it for real. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm not, I always say to people at the training school, I always say to them, like, I highly advise you to go to a boxing MMA class because it's and it's not about you know air quotes being hard yeah. and trying to trying to have this ego about being able to fight. It's about you know actually going through it so that you know what we're trying to portray here. You yeah. know what I mean? That's that's what we're trying to do. So you actually know how to throw a punch at the boxer. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's, like, a, if I'm honest, there's a part of us that like I always come across it wrongly, but there's a part of us that if if you if there's a back lane in Newcastle and you put me and Walter in that back lane and said the person that walks out that back lane I'll give we'll get you know a hundred grand or you know, yeah, we'll yeah. that fight uh, there's, a, there's a large percentage of me that fully 100% believes but like, I'll get walking out that back lane yeah. Listen. So, and that's not I, I don't mean that in any kind of negative way and I'll yeah, I, I, I watch I, I like. that like. I said I'm Walter as a friend. Uh, yeah. I like oh, this, Walter, he's this, a nice guy. But this is kind of a YouTube with a screw face on there, shoots on there, shoots on there. No, no, we, we know what you Walter mean. Walter is phenomenal. Yeah, he's a hell of a guy. You know what I mean? He's, he's a great guy as well. Yeah. I'm just because he's a big guy, I'm just using yeah. an example. Yeah, and obviously. how I feel, like, legitimately. And that's why I've always got a chance. Do you think. 
do you think like this year, this this 2019 has been the closest Screwface is, is came to you as a yeah. in the ring and that sort of personality is coming yeah, from? That's it. Going back to this sort of being me, yeah. I sort of feel like I've developed more of my real life signature stuff. Yeah. So yeah. like you know, that clothesline is now one of the things. Yeah. Like I'll I kick people's feet out when they're running at us. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's that kind of um, the kind of stuff now that people want to see and expect to see when they come to see school yeah. especially. You know, yeah. That's what it's trying to develop in the past. I thought sort of too long and hard and got bogged down by things that I shouldn't be bogged down by and um, it's just about enjoying the out of releasing the pressure and just enjoying yeah. the rest at times being your own worst enemy yeah oh, I've been through that so much I mean you go back if you go back and look at that match that against Primate um, the it was the the last match I wrestled it was like the it was a street well, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the one with the I am the table table. Yeah. I am the table wouldn't break. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bear in mind, the person who made it, there was another wrestler, I won't mention his name, but he absolutely reinforced the table, so I think that was a secret rape. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you, look at, if you look at me in that match and you see, you know, I'm out of shape and I'm... And if you look at the promo that... Jade is on us at the beginning about oh, I'm not good enough to be on NXT and all that. Yeah. There's a bit of that real life mental state that I was at at that time. Yeah. Um, and you, you can definitely be your worst enemy. Um, I've been through it a lot. I've been through it loads. Like, you know, just question yourself a lot. But if once you get away from that and just take the pressure off yourself, if you get too much into that, you stop enjoying it. Yeah. I went through that a lot. Like, yeah, heavy. Yeah. Um, just put too much pressure on myself. But now I come away and I just think, like, sat before the show, like, wrestling someone like TK Cooper, and I just now, I just, I'm, I appreciate every every time I go out and wrestle, it's like, right, I get to wrestle this kid, like, this lad, TK, is another one in five years' time, it's going to be well, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. We, we've said this on the podcast, like, it would do mean this is any disrespect to anyone on the that we don't give special mention to. But like you watch Spike and you watch TK, Spike's just got that character where it's just yeah. And TK is just uh, I watched his main event with Rory, like he gave my first ever show and I was like, this, this guy's a star. Yeah, yeah. People like, just don't know it yet. Oh like again, like I know I mentioned the Ethan Allen as well from the fight series, yeah. but I know he's gonna be fantastic TK is already at a high level. Yeah. Uh, he's just gonna be when he's twenty five, like No, he's twenty five yet. I think I think maybe like twenty one or something, TK. Jeez, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy, like that's crazy like that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's um, nuts. But he's gonna be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's just that yeah, I'm just when you when you remember that we're here, I put my boots on because I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I get the rest of the likes of TK, I get the rest of the XY, my friends, and all that kind of thing. Just get to be around the lads. Uh, that's when you start to enjoy it, and then coincidentally you start to have better matches and some more pressure. Yeah, like, yeah, going out relaxed. Yeah, yeah, just going out and remembering and enjoy it. Yeah, so if, if I can, just because you've uh, you've mentioned a few names, and I was going to ask this in a bit, I don't think you'll answer it. I understand that, but like, so you've you've trained and stuff. Like, who who are you earmarking for 
Like he, when you watch trainer, you watch matches. Who do you hear about? Think they're gonna be big, or who's who in your opinion someone to watch? Like, I don't. I don't. I don't answer that within a split second. Yeah. There's a lot of people at the training school uh, that are very that have got you know they've got all the skills, the wrestling yeah. north and the wrestling here, there, and everywhere. But and again, as much as I've mentioned yeah. about Ethan and about TK, in five years' time. Conor Renshaw is going to be absolutely at the top of this yeah. country at least. Yeah. He is absolutely. I put even right now to this day, what's the date of the 70th of November 2019, I put Conor ahead of a lot of people in this country as it stands now. Right now. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And people, him and Gia Adams, same age, I think, or thereabouts. Who's Gia? Gia. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20-ish. Yes, yeah. and yeah, and again, that's another scary thing. Yeah. Uh, just, again, there's a few other people, but Connor is going to be absolutely out of this world. He's got so much. I always try to, <coughs> he reminds me, he reminds me of me, in yes. the sense of going back to, I took too long to put the screw face, I took too long yeah. to find the state. He's... His skill set is at such a high level now. He just needs to he's find all himself. The time in the world to find his, yeah, he's enough. got the time. Yeah. yeah. Once he finds himself, he's gonna absolutely skyrocket. In my estimation, he's, he's unless he gets snapped up by, unless he gets contracted into development or yeah. anything like that, is, which is not impossible because he's scary good. Um, He's going to be absolutely out of this world. He's really good. Other people at the school, obviously, uh, Gia is very good. Again, I think she's got some finding of herself to do. Um, Again, I I do see bits of myself and Gia as far as uh, not just finding herself, but. And again, this is not a negative thing at all. She's very, very talented. Once she gets a little bit more confidence in herself, yeah, she she again will be really good. Well, yeah. I just like some of Bowers was saying on their on their podcast, find, find your weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. It's just to get yeah, it's just taking off the just finding your finding your groove, and then yeah. you can start moving from there. Um, I also think. <laughs> who's younger than you expect I think uh, Alexander Henry's only like 25 or something like that seriously yeah, he's a, he's a absolutely brick shit house of a man and there was a match <laughs> I'm feeling so little shit right now about <laughs> a month ago training we do like matches at the end but yeah Connor and Alex had a match training crazy good you could have sold tickets to that oh yeah because I could have that match could have legitimately wouldn't have been out of place on last day. Yeah. It was really good. Like when we we're doing Toby dives and everything. And there was people are training saying like, whoa, it's only training, but that, that shows you the difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like yeah, I'm gonna get better is Yeah, exactly. Like what are you supposed to do? Practice that in front of three hundred people. Yeah, just you yeah, get them right before you get out there, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's not just gonna be hammer locks. Yeah, it's yeah. Them too and yeah, GRA there's a lot of potential but I would say those are going to I would I would go so, so far as to state your name at the Connor being nobody at the likes of North and the other places where he does different characters and stuff I haven't seen anything near what he's capable of because yeah. he just hasn't because he wrestles the right way he hasn't but, uh, 
you're just, just doing stuff to do stuff. So yeah. That's how I know it's good to do stuff that fits. He does it because it's the right place to do things, and he's just going to be fantastic. He already is. He's yeah. going to be so good. Definitely want to watch, like, or keep watching as it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying Conor Renshaw in five years' time is going to be a world beater. Yes. Um, where will Screwface Almond be in five years' time? Yeah. Hopefully still breathing. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's always a great so, start. Great it's a great guy. start. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just taking each day as it comes. Like, have I got goals? Of course I have. But on the same note, like, I've put too much pressure on myself in the past. Five. Yeah. To Making get a goals. certain place yeah. and to get a certain thing. Like, there's... There's certain things in my head, so like to backtrack a little bit about how I look at things. In 2013, I nearly drowned at the beach. I was, I literally passed out underwater. Yeah. The lifeguard pulled us up and literally saved my life. Um, at the time, I was, it was about a week later. I was, I was supposed to do my first summer for All Star Wrestling, but I got knocked off because. I think Fit Finley got sacked, you know, Fit Finley got fired for whatever it yeah, was. He ended up going to do a summer for All yeah, Star Wrestling. Yeah. And I think it was one or two, maybe in one of them, that got knocked off the team. Yeah. Um, and I ended up going to the beach and I, I nearly drowned. Uh, so, it was, but when I nearly drowned, it changed my life for yeah. the better. It was like, I can physically remember being underwater. Uh, think, wow, I'm gonna die. Like oh. this is it. Like oh. it wasn't like a. At the time, I had a. Um, I was swimming with a young lad, so and I had no armbands on. I literally, I had on my shoulders like you do with kids. I was walking in, and a, a jet ski went past, and a wave like splashed to my chest. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right, okay, we well, us go back. So I turned towards the beach, and I started walking. And it wasn't until I realised that the water was getting deeper. Uh, well, I didn't know what I was in. I was in what's called a riptide, yeah. and it just it takes you back to current, basically. Yeah. Um, and I was basically moonwalking backwards with this kid until there was nothing on my feet anymore. And if you ever try to swim without any arms, it's yeah. impossible. Yeah. And I always watch films where, like, when we see people like treading water and they dip under, then they come back up. I was yeah. like, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shoot. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it happens. Yeah. Uh, and it was a point of time where I literally I just went underwater, I dug my heels in the sand. That was there. I, I held them above the water. I said to him, scream. Yeah. I tried to keep the calm and I said, You're gonna have to scream. Like yeah. I said, scream. I dug my uh, it was literally all my wrists were holding him out the water while he was screaming. I dug my heels in and I just waited to drown so I needed to keep him alive. That yeah. was that never few seconds seems like a lifetime. That waiting to die. And, Realizing that I had to achieve what I wanted to achieve, like, shit. Like at the time, my brother was on holiday, and like seeing myself in my head, like your yeah, life just flashed. Yeah. But when I when I when the lifeguard saved us and all that, I was like, this is it. I'm not. I'm not giving up on this. So yeah. I went all in, went full time wrestling, all that kind of stuff. But it's uh, again, like I put too much pressure on myself as to <coughs> why are other people getting there and I having. All that kind of stuff, but uh, with the good help of my wonderful fiance, who was who was joining us for this interview. Uh, Sick uh, of a life, God love him, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just making us realise that don't put much pressure on yourself, and it's it's unique to everybody. Like I've trained people that are in NXT right now, yeah. like. Do I want to get there? Of course, I like to get there because it's yeah. and it's not in the sense it's the only place to go. It's not the only place to go. I could 
I could not get there and still enjoy wrestling and still yeah. enjoy my life and, and be happy but that is a goal because it's one of the places like so one of the examples I use is if you're on a show with someone like James Mason who's a veteran who's absolutely out of this world but he's now a coach at the PC but I've known him for a lot of years um, if someone like James is at a show you, you'll go over and say watch me match yeah. and then please watch me match and critique it you come back to the curtain and be like can I do anything better blah 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 when you're at NXT uh, not only do you not have to ask them to watch the match they're going to help you you've got about but, three or four extra people but the veteran that is waiting behind the curtain for you when you come through is Shawn Michaels. That's crazy, that. And that's just that's, just, that's like, what? like what's going on here? Yeah, like, greatest of all time. Like, what is happening? That's, that's going like, to be crazy. Shawn Michaels is all time for yeah, me. Yeah, same, he is same, all time. Like, yeah. for, for me to come back through the curtain and have him waiting to speak to us, that is insane. Like, so, yeah, like, like not only has that HBK, not only has HBK watched my match, he's got he to is, tell me. He is invested enough to be like, this is great. This could work. Be like, because I mean, we mark out all the time. That's what we do. <laughs> we made a living off it. Uh, but like for you for being in this industry for so long, I mean, that must have been really hard. Not to just be like, fuck me, it's HBK. <laughs> well, I'm I'm quite good. I don't I don't get like a. You don't farm girl like me, Greg. Nah, I don't. There's a few times where I've surprised myself. <laughs> where I thought, like, oh, if I meet this person, I'll lose my mind. Yeah. So, like, I've done some, like, extra work for WWE. I was at Raw and SmackDown last week. And you, you meet people that you don't meet, like Michael Hayes and uh, Arn Anderson. Yeah. Was, was he wearing the garish suit? Yes, of course he was. Absolutely crazy. But, like, I've never, like, been like, whoa. Like, yeah. Even the likes of Randy Orton. No, Ruby and Seth Rollins, all them guys, you meet them, and it's like, and even Shawn Michaels, I was like, whoa, that's Shawn yeah. Michaels, but I wasn't like, oh, yeah. I did see Vince McMahon in the corridor, yeah. and then I was like, whoa, yeah, he had like this glow around him, I was like, this is weird, like, <laughs> Doesn't get that's the only like, person yeah. I've ever seen where I've been like, shit, yeah, like, but yeah, I've been like, I don't it's as cool as it is I've, I've managed to maintain myself and remain professional but it, again that is a, as far as a magnet for wanting to get there not only is it the biggest company in the world but like you've got Shawn Michaels and Triple H headed up and yeah. they're going to be guiding you like why would you not want to go there I and mean, yeah. why do you not want to learn a Shawn Michaels like, yeah, I mean, that's crazy it just blows my mind but like going back to as far as putting like in the past I have put too much pressure on myself and like that is I've trained people that are there and I've helped people that are there and I've, I get a lot of like, you know, it's only a matter of time before the signing and all this and like, yeah. how come you're not already there? But like, yeah. you can't let that, you can't let that be a fact that you can't, I can't be, I can't let that be the end or be all end or. I do want to get there, but, and other people are there and yeah. all this and that, but it's unique to every person. Like, yeah. If I'm going to be there, I'll get there. Like, it is. I'm quite determined, like, I do feel like it's, it's like my mountain to climb, and sooner rather than later, you'll see it's waving from the top, or, or dead on the side of it, because I'm not giving up, yeah. it's, if I don't, will it, you know, I'm not going to go and be miserable, do you know what I mean, I've got, I'm going to love wrestling still, there's so much more coming around, like, I think, on a, even on the smaller scale, I think North is going to continue to grow, there's going to be other places to come, obviously, yeah, like some AEW is going to expand and all that kind of yeah. thing. Um, hopefully, I didn't uh, have blocked myself from WWE. It's funny, it's a couple of trainees after that match with TK. Yeah. The, uh, 
came up laughing this morning saying, hey, uh, Liam, came up and said, like, hey, do you even want to work for WWE? I was like, what do you mean? He went, well, you just block yourself there, didn't you? I went, how would you work that out? I went, he, he said, hey, how did you finish that match there? Did you not, do you not know how that went? And I went, what do you mean? He went, well, your pedigree Tiki kicked out at one, then you beat him at the crossroads. <laughs> Well, did you think of that looking on his face? Oh, I didn't mean to laugh at you, like, but that's uh, I'm sorry, mate. Oh, God, well, hopefully, no one senses the tip. Yeah. <laughs> so at least uh, if I've got a reason, I can pretend it's because of those yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this uh, one time in Dolphin 2019, that's, that's what goes. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just means you're going to have to uh, crossroad spike. Get him kick out one, then yeah, pedigree him for the finish. Yeah. Send each company, send each company in the video. See my kick him first, and then yeah, pedigree and set yeah, his stun up for good measure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hogan leg drop. Yeah, jobs are good. We'll get we'll get you right in there. <laughs> wow. No, but yeah, awesome. if it, if I don't get there, it's I'll still have a I still love wrestling to death. It's my passion. Now. I'm more than happy to. I, I I never think it's a case of competition if. If I don't get there, it's my fault because it's not like there's X amount of spots and we'll choose you to fill it, we'll choose you to fill it. You've got to make them want you. And if I don't make them want me, then that's my fault. And that's why I'm going to make them feel it. Like, if they want another people for whatever reason it is, if they they don't sign me, then it's probably my fault. I haven't made them want me enough. Well, you're lucky to know Vince McMahon listens to us. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's, he's one of those 50. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a great man. <laughs> no, well, you know, like like coming from me, like I sincerely hope you do get a mate. Like, you've, you've, uh, yeah, you, you're one of my favourites to watch, so uh, you became one of Craig's favourites as well. Uh, not that I'm throwing him under the bus or anything. No, no, um, you, you don't have to be for us, it's true. And I think you've got a style that's, uh, that's sort of new but familiar, if that makes any sense, you know yeah, what I mean? Like. I mean, it's definitely, definitely something different for what's on WWE TV. So hopefully, one day you get a make of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll find out the truth between me and Walter. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking that back. I'll even ask him. I'll give him my Absolutely. But yeah, let's get a, get a ticket to go up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that there is a perfect place to end it. So again, screw face all, man. Just wanted to say thank you for being our first ever guest in a uh, popping with. Um, yeah. Cheers. It's been an absolute pleasure. Appreciate. Cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Cheers, cheers buddy. Thank you.